Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I've never officially done an AMA or an Ask Me Anything since entering the space or creating the podcast or anything. However, I do regularly get DMs, emails, and people ask me questions in spaces about what exactly I'm doing in Web3 and all sorts of things related to that, NFTs, DeFi, you name it. So I decided to just string everything together and do 12 frequently asked questions that I get. So hopefully you find it interesting. I'm just going to try to fly through all of them. I'm not going to go too deep into any specific topic. So one of the number one questions that I get asked very regularly is how do I find all of these projects and things that I speak about? And since I'm in this space every single day, whether it be scrolling through Twitter, I'm Googling this information, watching YouTube videos, or speaking to people in various communities, things just land on my lap every single day. I'm constantly reading, always researching, and as things pop into my head, I might hear something even on the radio, and I say, I wonder if there's any way to solve that problem with NFTs, and I start Googling it, and I find the things. But there's so many things out there. There are people using blockchains and all this technology, NFT, in just ways that you can't even possibly think of. So it is impossible for me to say that in a 24-hour day, I can find all the things I find without having people also that I'm speaking with. And all the time I speak about finding a base community and people that are also interested in the space because they're only 24 hours in the day and they're going to find other things that might be of interest to you. They're going to share it to you. I have people that WhatsApp me various things, Twitter, you name it. They tag me on all sorts of things. So literally every day, things just land into my lap. People like to ask, what area do I see the most growth coming from in NFTs, bringing in people into the space? And I think first and foremost, the thing that is going to really come out is gaming because there is just a lot of fun, right? Gamers are passionate about what they do and they're willing to spend a lot of money. And at this point in time, hardcore gamers are skeptical about Web3 and NFTs and not really seeing the benefit. However, anyone that has ever been locked out of an account or anything of that nature will really grasp that. And there's some people, whether it be a simple play to earn game and not just a click click type of games where it is just boring and you're just trying to earn but I'm seriously talking about like the cell phone types of games that used to be apps and they just find a way to have those tokens be traded in the real world for something it might not be making millions of dollars but let's say you could trade that for another app or an upgrade or something of that nature that you can trade those sorts of things are going to bring in people. And then music NFTs is another thing. The music industry has been broken my entire life. And right now, what we're seeing is that a lot of artists are starting to come into the space to realize that they sell a few NFTs. It is more than a year worth of streaming income that they'll get from Spotify and all the other platforms combined. And a lot of people might be wondering, well, why would the consumer change their habits? They're perfectly fine with Spotify and YouTube and why would they buy NFTs? Well, artists are starting to find out ways to have various touch points and give access to their holders. So if you've listened to the episode when I interviewed Sammy Ariaga, if not, go back to that one. Just search a couple episodes ago. I spoke to him about all the things that he's doing. And with that, as a Pulse Pass holder, anywhere in the world that he goes, I could be there and I can get in for free and I can have access to him. So it's pretty cool to see that. And there's just different ways that artists and bands and groups are going to find NFTs a way to just maximize the value that they can deliver to their fans. And you can't do that with just streaming on Spotify or watching them on YouTube. So with this down market, people like to ask me, are PFP projects dead? And I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think so is because at the end of the day, well, the way I see a lot of these PFP projects is 
that it's like a country club. You're hanging out with people that you find like-minded things. Yes, there's goals and the community is built around that and that's uniting them around a common goal and value and those things and they're marching forward and they just happen to be using this technology and having a PFP. You could do a million other ways of meeting these goals through groups. However, this community that we have established in this NFT world, if you will, using these PFPs is just a great way to do it. Token gate certain things and what have you. And I just don't think that every day something's going to be coming up with no utility as we saw, you know, the punks and various projects that were launched within the early days didn't really have to deliver anything. But nowadays, anything going forward, I think there's going to have to be something more to it. It's not just putting pictures up on the blockchain and the novelty of the tech. It has to go way beyond the tech. And a true community, that is something that really can utilize all of this stuff. So no, I don't think they're going away anyway. A lot of people like to ask me, is it better to mint a brand new project or buying to an existing project? And that's sort of a trick question. I don't really know. Uh, it depends what your goals are because if your goal is to flip and uh, maximize the return that you can possibly get, just total degen and uh, buy low and sell high, well, obviously then for the most part, minting is going to have the highest potential of returns, but it also has the highest risk. And I'm not even going to give you degen advice because I'll fully admit that I am not a degen and that's another question that's coming later as to why that is. But when it comes to buying into various ones, well, that's also going to take a lot more investment and depending what it is, just because it is older doesn't mean it's necessarily better. So when it all comes down to it, it really depends. Either way, you're going to have to do your research, see what's up with the team, what the goals are, can they deliver what they're saying they're going to deliver, what's the community like. There's so many different aspects of it and I do both. I mint, I buy older projects and really everyone's different and it all depends on your personal goal and your budget because sometimes, let's say you are on a very small budget and you find a great community, well, take a swing on it. It might just be at this point in time, maybe less than $100 to get into a particular community. So, hey, take that swing and instead of spending a couple thousand dollars and getting into a particular NFT, maybe even if you enjoy yourself for six, seven, eight months, maybe that $100 is great, right? Just think of it as, you know, what you'd be spending at a night out, going to the club or something of that nature, and that might be the value that you'll get from it. So it's, it's, it's a trick question. It's not all about flipping and getting a 100x return and all that. I think we're starting to see a lot of change in that, and that is another topic in itself, but in summary, it all depends. And for some reason, people love to ask, which blockchain is my favorite? Like, which one do I absolutely love the most? And it's kind of a trick question, too, because it all depends, right? What are you trying to do with it and why? No one really speaks about all of the different things that's happening in the back end of any of the websites that I build. And even if you listen to a Sunday's episode, when I spoke to Lee Jenkins from the Wax blockchain, that is a topic that he brought up, too, is no one really asks, what server does this particular app run on? All I want to know is, can this do what I'm trying to do? So as far as which blockchains do I love the most, and I spend the most money with Ethereum. However, I'm a huge Wax fan. That's what brought me into Web3. That's what really where I collect a lot of things. And I have a great time over there. I love the community and everything. So, I mean, I don't necessarily say it's hit or miss, put all your eggs into one basket. I mean, really, it doesn't matter. It depends what you're trying to build. Now, if you're trying to build a game, well, 100% do not put it on Ethereum because the people aren't going to be able to play for it. And buying a game that is uh, building on Ethereum, it, to me, it's like, okay, this team clearly doesn't know what they're doing. They don't understand what's going on. And it's just not a feasible decision to put a game on Ethereum. But then there's Soul, and then Soul constantly goes down. So, I mean, 
It, it really depends. It, it depends what your goal is, what's going on, the price point, all of these different things, the utility or how these NFTs are going to be used. But generally speaking, the two that I like and spend the most of my time with is Wax and Ethereum. But I say check out everything. Now, which wallet do I like the best is something that I also didn't get. Well, sort of by default, I use MetaMask on Ethereum because projects build things that necessarily might not work on other wallets. And I think if you're playing in Ethereum, whether it be in DeFi or NFTs, at some point or another, you're going to end up with a MetaMask wallet. I really don't like the user interface of it and how things are. It's, I think it's just way too easy to sign off on things, but whatever. It is what it is. And um, it, it's, it's a work in progress. Then over on Solano, Phantom. On Wax, of course, the Cloud Wallet and Anchor. So those are your options for, uh, those are the main ones that I mostly use. There's other wallets for various other blockchains, just as the Crow ecosystem and so forth. But really, those are the ones that I use the most. So a lot of people see that I have both TropicVibes.eth and TropicVibes.nft. Of course, one is ENS, one is on Unstoppable Domains. People like to ask, which one do I prefer? I think both of them are kind of interesting, but they sort of have different use cases in the sense that they have different goals, they have different business models, but generally speaking, if I'm going to pick which one do I like better, I would say the unstoppable domains. However, I do like the fact that the ENS domains just has a little bit more integration. It pops up on OpenSea and it pops up on a couple other places where uh, you can see the .eth. But again, I just don't like being boxed into that particular blockchain. And I like the fact that that NFT is sort of universal, and I like that as an idea. As far as cold wallets, people like to ask, well, Ledger or Trezor? I happen to have both of them, and really, I prefer using the Trezor. The buttons are better. I like the interface better. However, it's best for people that want to store their Bitcoin, their Ethereum, and a few other tokens, but it doesn't have the wide range that Ledger has, and doesn't support Polygon NFTs and certain other things. But generally speaking, I like the user interface of the Trezor much better. And also the buttons are just more friendly to my fat fingers. But if you're into DeFi and all sorts of tokens, Ledger is your better option. But again, it's one of those it depends things. I have them both. Ledger does make it very easy to connect to Twitter as far as having them as the profile picture. If you have Twitter blue and you want to use your Ethereum NFTs as your profile picture, it is much easier to do that with Ledger without having to use your seed phrase or anything of that matter. Because with Trezor, generally speaking, I haven't found a solution or a workaround yet. So I don't use any kind of connection to Twitter or anything using my Trezor. But that whole feature is relatively new, and I think that people are going to have solutions and what have you. They're going to build on the features, and that won't be a problem. But generally, user experience, treasure, features, ledger. In a lot of communities, especially on Soul, people love to speak about staking, and people love to ask, do I stake my NFTs? Well, I will say reluctantly. I don't really like to stake NFTs. I more like, say, for example, on ETH with the Bulls and Apes project, they sit in your wallet and they're just generating the tokens or any kind of project that has it that once you have, I think the Moonbirds have their perch when it's sitting in the wallet for a period of time and it's just earning at that point. I like those things. I do not like staking them and tying them up in uh, some other third party place because it's out of my hand at that point. And if that particular application or that company or whatever it is goes belly up, I don't like the idea of having them out there. I do have some inexpensive ones staked here and there, but generally speaking, anything of real value, I'll just take my chances that it's going to appreciate. I'm not going to stake it and try to earn some tokens that I might not even be able to uh, use for anything, but who knows? 
I think as we go along, we're going to see more staking within the wallet so you don't have to turn over your NFTs or your tokens. But since we're on staking, another question is, is DeFi sustainable? Because these crazy interest rates that we're seeing, sometimes 20, 30, 40, and then even crazier than that. And of course, we saw what happened to Terra Luna and all of those debacles all across the world. It's just a mess. However, is DeFi sustainable? I think DeFi is sustainable in the sense that peer-to-peer -peer lending and peer-to-peer -peer sending without that middleman, things like that. But these ridiculous yield farms and all this stuff that we're seeing that are just collapsing, no, I don't believe that's sustainable. And the first time I saw a 20, 30, 40, 50, even 100% return, I was like, no, something is definitely wrong. There's no way I'm putting my money into that because just simple math, that just, it's just not sustainable. So because of that, all of DeFi has sort of uh, been labeled a big Ponzi scheme and a scam, but I wouldn't go that far. I would not say that. I think DeFi is here to stay, and I think it is a great development, and I, one of the things I absolutely love about Web3. However, I have no intentions of just staking everything I have on some crazy platform that's going to offer me the most return. And as far as being a DGen, people like to ask, well, why don't I really sell a lot of NFTs? Why do I hold on to them? And why do I uh, not really label myself a DGen? Because when I think of a DGen, I think of a person that is much more of a gambler in nature and not saying that they are not smart or doing their research. But what I mean is when I generally buy NFTs and what have you, it's I have more of a long-term, a holder approach and the value of this where it's going to be down the future, sort of like a collector's mentality. And a collector's mentality is very different than a degen mentality, someone who is flipping, whether it be in stocks or anything of that nature. I like to get sets. I like to add value to it by putting pieces together. I like to do things that I believe that a few years from now, it's going to make them worth more. And usually when I sell, it's because I realize that I have too much tied up and I'm trying to uh, get a little bit more liquid or anything of that nature or something has a nice pump, has a nice run. But it's not like I'm trying to go into projects for the most part and saying that within 24 hours, I'm going to be out of it. And lastly, people like to ask, do I have plans to launch my own project? Well, usually when that question is being asked, it is in the form of a 10K generative profile picture project or something of that nature. And I don't really see myself launching something like that anytime soon. If I do, maybe. I mean, I did have one idea that I thought would have been just really great. However, I have a lot of ideas as far as building a business in Web3 and the time commitment that it's going to take to launch these 10K projects and basically bury myself down into a particular community as much as I would love it. Because really, when I go into something, I pretty much go hardcore into it. I don't go halfway. And I know that if I tied myself down to launching a 10K generative project, that that community was going to occupy all of my time. I wouldn't be able to reach out and connect with all these other communities, speaking to all the people that I do. I mean, I'd be locked down to that community. And that's not something that I really want to do right now. And I think it is just much better to interact with everyone, create content, and build bridges to people all over the world, because I think that is pretty awesome. And in return, and also build other businesses that have support systems and do things within the space that is not necessarily launching a project. But I will say that I am working on something right now with my chibis, and I'm getting ready to put something together, and it's going to require a sale. I'm going to launch something, but it is not a 10K generative project or anything of that nature, and it's more of the lines of creating content, which is basically what I do on a daily basis with this podcast, and I'm going to bridge all that stuff together. But so those are questions that I get asked all the time. 
Hopefully you found those answers interesting. I tried to condense everything and just hit the points and the highlights of the things that I thought was most valuable with all of that. But one of these days, I'm going to actually do a live AMA, ask me anything, Twitter space, and just have people coming up asking me different things. I think it'd be fun to do. However, if you do have any questions, anything that you want to know, whether it be about NFTs, Web3, DeFi, crypto, or just me, feel free to shoot me a DM or an email. Most active place to find me is at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. However, my contact information is in the show notes with my email and what have you. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.